It's the Sunday Cafe with Roman Travis on Magic Talk. Now I've got Darren Rowe with me from Mindfulness for Dogs. G'day, Darren. Morning, Roman. How are you? Yeah, good. You sound a bit croaky. Were you cheering? I've got a bit of a cold, unfortunately, yeah, so oh. I apologise for my voice. Oh, no, that's no good at all. Uh, now, Working too hard, Roman. <laughs> yeah, I bet you have. You've been getting around the country, getting all these dogs right. sorted. Teaching dogs how to make casseroles by the sound of it. Well, I was, trying to, I was trying to think of things you might want your dog to do, you know. You, it's, um, yeah, some, some people have a real art at training dogs like yourself. Others really struggle, and we'll come to that soon. If you've got a question for Darren, Darren 0800 844 747. Now tell me, who is the Caesar Milan? So, yeah, so Caesar Milan's been around for quite a long time, and he's, he's got a, quite a bit of press the last couple of weeks, really, with um, some, some would say, questionable uh, behavioural training um, techniques, I guess. Mm. And the, um, the Association of Pet Dog Trainers has, has made a stance, which is really nice to see. But if you don't know who they are, check their, their website out. It's associationofpetdogtrainers.org.nz. And they kind of like, um, they're like a governing body for New Zealand dog trainers. Um, for force, <coughs> sorry, force-free dog trainers, and I think Caesar Milan has. Um, I think a little girl got bitten by a, a dog that he was training, uh, and it was a really quite a nasty sort of situation. And um, yeah, <laughs> I, I hear all these sort of things that Caesar Milan talks about from dog, from people who come to me um, who want their dogs trained, and I'm hearing all these sort of things like, you know, you've got to be the alpha, you've got to be the boss, you've got to show your dog who's dominant, all those kind of things. And and they're such old techniques and, and I just really need to put the record straight I guess if that's uh, possible No of course it's possible and entirely plausible that's what I've done with the three or four dogs that I've had over the years too has been like the you know the big dominant person but you're saying that's wrong yeah. No, it's always been wrong, that's the thing. And, I mean, I remember having the same debates, oh, God, 15 years ago at least, with um, with Caesar Milan, not with Caesar Milan, but about Caesar Milan, about his alpha role and his um, his sort of laps noise he does and pushes the dog and that kind of stuff. Um, <clears throat> really, when, when, you, when you look for a dog trainer, there's a couple of key words that you want to look at. And, and I think... I don't think we help the public as dog trainers to understand what we're doing. Mm. So I've got a couple of words. Is it okay if I kind of explain so people Please do. Really know what they're looking at? Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> so you really want to be looking for a dog trainer that is a positive reinforcement dog trainer. Okay. And what that means is the positive means that we add something to the behavior or we add something to it. And the reinforcement means that we're reinforcing behaviors we like. So, um, for example, if my dog sits, I'm going to say good sit and I'm going to give them a treat, and that treat re- um, rewards and reinforces the behavior, saying I like it. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, on the flip side, we've got the, the, the sort of punishment where when a dog doesn't sit, we push it down and force it down to the ground, and that's called a, a punishment. That's a, a positive punishment. We're still adding something to it, but we're pushing that dog down, yeah. um, which is never very good. Yeah? Um, and then in the middles, we've got these sort of things like negative punishes where we take something away from a dog and, and sort of negative, um, negative reinforces where we're actually taking things away to eliminate behaviors. Mm. So, so most dog trainers are those positive reinforcements. But the other thing I want you to be really careful of if you're looking for a dog trainer is asking questions about are they force-free, are they fear-free? Because I think that's the biggest issue. I can be a really positive reinforcement trainer, but I can actually still be scaring my dog. Yeah. And, and I can be quite forceful even with um, with the dog. Even just simple um, simple things of my dog's in a down and sit, and then they break, and then I step forward and push the dog back, and that's actually a forceful issue. Mm. It's still technically not like a you know a punishment as such, although some people would say it is. 
but it's still quite forceful, isn't it? And it I'm is. Building that, I'm ruining that bond with a dog. Is it fair to say that I know we're not allowed to hit our children, but is it fair to say we kind of apply the same tactics or style of yeah. training, if you like, that we have with our children by you must do this and then getting quite forceful if they don't to yeah. our animals? So it needs to be different, does it? Well, I think it's down to our, our frustrations, in fact, Roman, to be honest. Um, we, we, we want everything right now, don't we? That's the problem. In, in this growing consumer world, I guess, mm. everything's got to happen right now. We turn on a computer and everything's right there. And with dogs, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> it really doesn't work like that. The only way it does is if you put a shock collar on them and zap them to death and then they get so scared of you. But they might do your behaviours if you're lucky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, or they probably bite you, to be fair, because that's normally what happens. Um, so, so I think the most important thing for me is to make sure that people understand that prong collars, um, shock collars, um, even slip leads. People, I see a lot of people using slip leads. And they don't think that that's actually damaging the dog. Um, it causes so many problems with the neck and the esophagus and that sort of thing. All those things are all sort of positive or negative um, punishes. And, and you're punishing your dog. You know, we don't use the word punishment, but you are punishing your dog. Mm. Um, you wouldn't do that to a child, would you? No, not these days. Uh, so the no. choker chain, is that the same as a slip lead? Yeah. Right. So the choker chain, um, the choker chain, you get lots of arguments from people that use them, say, but if they're used properly, then that's okay. The choker chain is meant to, as far as I'm aware, and I've never used one, but as far as I'm aware, they're meant to sit on the chin. So when it pulls up and, and the lead is straight up, so when it pulls up, it pulls on the chin bone, as far as I'm aware, and then it never causes a problem. But of course, people don't use it properly. They put it on the neck and they're pulling from behind and they're just literally choking the dog. <laughs> it says it in the word, doesn't it? Choker chain. It's well, choking in, the dog. in defence, look, I'm saying this because I've used them in the past myself, mm. but I've always gone, you stupid dog, you're going to choke yourself because they will yeah. strain and strain. <laughs> the idea is that they stop pulling on the lead, but it doesn't work. Well, if you think about it, the dog is realising that there's, there's something restricting his breathing, so mm. they're trying to get away. Oh. So they're pulling even more. In the end, the only reason why a dog stops pulling from a choker chain is because it probably is about to die. Oh, yeah, that's horrible. <laughs> Especially if you string it up, which I think um, our favourite uh, dog trainer has done. <laughs> yes, OK. All right, now the other thing, oh, by the way, the phone number, 0800 844 747, <laughs> to come through and have a chat with Darren. Get some free advice. Those... um. Those whole tea leaders, the lead that goes around the mouth or the, the, the nose and the jaw of the dog. Yeah. What do you think of those? Because they stop the dog I mean, from pulling ahead as well, don't they? Yeah, they're a little bit more humane, I guess. Um, they're still quite forceful now, aren't they, if you think about it. Um, I don't tend to recommend them. I don't like them, personally. And the main reason I don't like them is because when you start putting things over the dog's face, um, quite often they slip up into their eyes and you see the like, one side of the eyes different shape oh. and the dog can't really see what's going on and then they make silly mistakes because a dog runs past and they think it's going to attack them and they go and just leap at them right so so i don't like them also the other thing is um depends on where the where they're connected but sometimes if they pull to the left or the right then you can end up with all sorts of back injuries and yeah. stuff like that because again human error we pull too hard yeah, I, I mean, I love the one that's the, the gentle leader because in the name it says be gentle, but people don't. They pull them really hard and mm. cause all sorts of issues with the dog. Yeah, so. yeah. Hey, yesterday, Darren, just as a little aside, I went for a, a run walk on Bethel's Beach and I went dressed for summer. It was absolutely um, torrential rain and wind. But, but ahead <laughs> of me, ahead of me was a black and tan border terrier. And you know how much I love border terriers. Oh, black and tan. Now, this, this, is to, this is basically to support your whole thing about commands using just gestures. This dog was about 150 metres away from me, walking ahead with its owner. It turned and it saw me, and I bent down and did the whole encouragement, come here kind of attitude, and it came yeah. racing towards me. And that was without any whistle or voice commands at all. So yeah. um, it's, it's well, working. Your command stuff is working on me. 
Yeah, when when you, when you bend down, you're much more um, appealing, aren't you? So big, big I mean, hand. if you you see you see when you've got a when a, a young kid, you, you bend down to the ground, the kid comes running to you. It's the same thing with dogs and puppies. You're not as intimidating. We're quite intimidating when we're really high up. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 That's true. That's basically how you recall. Gotcha. Um, hey, did you did you know next Tuesday it's probably one of the the biggest calendar days for dogs? Oh, let's not go there. I'm going to keep that and come back to that Are in you? just a moment. Oh, we're going to okay. tease that. Back in a moment, talking more about your dog and what you can do to make your dog do the right thing the right way with Darren Rowe from Mindfulness for Dogs. The number 0800 844 747 16 past 9. News, business, conversation. The Ryan Bridge Drive Show. Magic talk. I want to talk about the letter that was sent by this mongrel that's accused of doing atrocities in Christchurch. The Corrections Minister, Calvin Davis. That letter should never have been sent. These are extraordinary circumstances. This is a very um, manipulative prisoner. Have you read the law, Section 108 of the Corrections Act, which very clearly states that Corrections has the power to stop mail that poses a risk to public safety. The law already exists. Why do you need to look at it again? I understand uh, what the law says. um, So why do you need to look at it again? If you understand because what it says. This is extraordinary circumstances with a very um, difficult... But the law is very clear, Minister. So what exactly went wrong? Was it not checked? The process um, was wrong, and we want to be confident that there are no grey areas in the law, and that's why I'm seeking advice. Keeping you informed on the drive home. The Ryan Bridge Drive Show. 3 to 6 p.m. weekdays. Magic Talk. 17 past nine. The phone number here to have a chat with Darren, which you will not be charged for. 0800 844 747. Now, Darren, I did cut you short because you were about to mention something pretty exciting, weren't you? It was, yeah. It's um, it's uh, International Dog Day on the 26th of August on Monday. Brilliant! And I, I don't think it's a, a massive thing in New Zealand yet. It's certainly started in the US. Mm. But I would love to make it, uh, you know, the best day in the world in, in the year for dogs. Mm. And I'd love to sort of get some sort of celebration going, um, if not this year, certainly for next year. So what's the, the intent behind this? Is it just to sell more sort of squeaky toys or is it big, bigger no, than that? I'm, I mean, for me, I think it's an awareness of, of that dogs are um, sentient beings, I guess. Mm. And it goes back to this punishment thing, isn't it, that when we're aware and we're celebrating our dogs and we're raising their profile and we're not going to be treating them like second-class citizens and, and, like you say, hitting them and using sort of dodgy, dodgy techniques. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. So, yeah. so that's the 26th? Yep, it is indeed. Yeah. Oh, sounds like a good thing to celebrate too because dogs are often, uh, well, I guess in some ways they're overlooked. The dog that I walk is either Waimarana. Her um, parents, if that's the right word, her owners, they're both working all the time. And this dog gets a better life than I do. It gets picked up, <laughs> it gets picked up by a van dog walker and she takes her off to the beach and then she's off to doggy daycare and it's incredible. Yeah. It's good. Now, there's a text here, Darren, just saying yep. regarding walking dogs, is it best to use a harness for walking? For yeah, I'll always um, recommend a harness mm. just because the the pressure is off the neck. And if you think about it, when we put a, a lead on the neck of a dog, well, if we put a lead on the neck of anybody, it's the weakest part of the body, isn't it? Yeah. So when they start pulling, we're actually doing quite a lot of damage to the neck. So the harness always um, takes that away. So it's always a better option. It doesn't necessarily mean the dog's not going to pull, no. You still need to build that relationship with the dog for your dog to want to be with you, mm. and, and that's the key thing. It takes a bit of time, but certainly you can um, you can stop any problems um, with that neck sort of muscles being strained and that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Oh wait, make sure you get a good one and okay. get one that fits properly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, look, if you do have a question around this, you might have just the simplest of little things you want to tweak. <laughs> and I know that. 
Darren, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to know that for some people who own dogs, sometimes the prospect of taking their dog for a walk is just hard work because the dog oh. is uncontrollable. I mean, how much time would it take for you to get that dog doing the right thing? Well, quite often with in, the, in one session, that sounds really sort of uh, crazy, but there's, there's many ways of, of changing the way a dog walks. So, so I always use a, a harness and a way of using the lead with a harness that bridges the gap between mm. the dog walking properly. It's not learning to walk with you, but it's, it's in a way that it's, it's much more comfortable walking with you. And then we can start to build that relationship through clicker training, that positive reinforcement um, sort of technique to to get the dog to want to actually walk with you, which is the most important thing. If you think about why a dog pulls, he doesn't want to be with you. Oh, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> it's more exciting over somewhere else, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah, the dog that I walk, she kind of, I've told you before, she just looks at me when I'm trying to use a command and she's kind of looking at me going, you're not really my boss, I'll just do what I want. And I do have to keep her on a lead because um, she does terrify people at times. <laughs> because she's a big dog, right? The wine are quite friendly as well, aren't they? <laughs> oh, they're just lovely. Lovely dog. But, the other thing, the other thing, I think people need to uh, stop doing. I see it all the time in the parks when they've got a dog on the on the lead and it's pulling. Don't don't shout heel, mm. as if because the dog doesn't know what it is, what heel means. Because if it did, it would be healing really nicely, wouldn't it? But all you're teaching the dog is that heel is pull. So every time you're saying heel, the dog's pulling more because you've taught it that that's what it means. So how would that you reverse sense? that? So <clears throat> so I would go back to the basics. Um, so when you're inside the house, get the dog next to your leg and just treat 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 make it a lovely place and when the dog naturally comes into that position say good heel because that's all it is isn't it just the dog coming into your leg yeah okay and treat and forget the lead nothing to do with that just literally when it comes in good heel good heel and then you take that another step further you walk away when the dog rejoins you what a good heel and you're always sculpting the right behaviors and as opposed to trying to sort of firefight when you're out on the lead (laughs) out on the walk sorry it all makes perfect sense when you talk to someone like you who knows what you're doing and i think the, the problem with most of us is that we buy a dog and we think we know what we're doing but it's a really good idea to get that sorted maybe before you buy the dog you know Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I, I encourage people to, to contact me before they've even got their puppy, right. certainly, or, the, or if they're picking up a rescue dog. Yeah. Because otherwise you end up watching certain TV shows, don't you, and uh, learning things you shouldn't do. <laughs> yeah, true. All right, the phone number here, 0800 844 747. Get some free advice for you and your dog. Make life a whole lot more enjoyable for you both with Darren Rowe from Mindfulness for Dogs. Mary has text to say, Morning, my 13-year-old poodle cries every time we leave it at home alone what can we do please well thanks for um texting uh, mary um that's that's what we call separation anxiety and a lot of little dogs will, will have that because we tend to sort of mother them a little bit more maybe than we do the bigger dogs so they're very much used to us being with them all the time um the way to go around it is really to i guess depends on the situation but you, you don't want to just leave them for hours and hours mm-hmm. so you do it slowly so you do it for maybe five minutes literally into the other room um and then you come back so they never really build that anxiety up yeah um and then you reward them for being quiet and then you do it for maybe 10 minutes and then a bit longer and a bit longer you can you can create them and or not create them they'll have them in like a penned area with a crate yep. so they're not going to be running around the house building up that anxiety and chewing everything mm-hmm. put lots of chew toys in there um certainly most dogs will be barking and screaming for about 20 minutes after you first leave 
So that's the time when you throw loads of um, chew toys down yeah. and that keeps them busy and asleep. And then after that, they, they normally forget, don't really care. Oh, okay. Yeah, I must tell you that uh, the Border Terrier I used to have, our neighbours would tell us willingly, uh, Mac, <clears throat> Max cried all day. It's like, oh, no. Yeah. And it's, it made us feel terrible, but I couldn't take him to work with me. So um, No, at least you've got doggy daycares now that you can yeah. take them to if they're good ones. Um, and, and I, rec- I kind of recommend that. And I, I never used to because mm. I saw lots of behaviours that um, were getting worse through doggy daycares. But people are getting really pretty savvy at doggy daycares now. They know what they're doing. Mm. And they're, they're actually really good trainers, most of them. So I think it's a, a really good option if you've got a dog that's anxious at home. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was an absolute pleasure yesterday. By the way, the, the border terrier that I met on Bethel's Beach was Albert. I love it when people give oh. dogs really sensible names yes. like Albert. Um, yeah, we've got Fred. <laughs> uh, now, someone has called our technical producer, Jeff Rook, um, who's just let me know on my headphones, about blue healers. They wouldn't come to wear, but they wanted to know, are okay. there many blue healer breeders in New Zealand? Um, I'm, not, I'm not 100% sure, actually. Um, the, the thing to do, and if, I'm, if I can type quickly, um, is to go onto the Kennel Cub um, website, um, so as I'm aware, they're, they're a breed, um, and see what we, what they turn up. So yeah, um, they're a, they're a small dog any around here. Let's have an Australian cow dog, I guess, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, so I've just looked up on the, on the New Zealand website, and there's a, there's a couple of breeders um, around. The, just depends on where you are, but be prepared to travel, because. Um, yeah, be prepared to travel on that one. Yeah, the best place is, is the New Zealand um, Dogs New Zealand website because the Kennel Club, because that's actually going to give you a, a proper recognised breeder that does all the right things with a dog. So you're going to get a good dog to start with. That's a really good point, actually. There's, yeah. there's a real movement to try and stop these backyard breeders where they're probably oh. uh, a bit of inbreeding going on too, which isn't that great. Um, that's terrible. It's really bad. Um, there's a really um, there's a, a um, Taylor's in um, Gisborne. I don't know if you're around Gisborne, but that's, that seems to have popped up a few times. So that might be worth looking for. Okay. All right. Um, for it seems like people are lying in bed using the text. I think today. So, yeah. so Shane has texted. <laughs> Shane has just texted him to say um, he's talking about his three-year-old Doberman Sequoia. It's his best friend, and I receive the same. In return from his dog, I've never had to discipline his quirky behaviour and he loves to meet other dogs and people and he has many friends. Treat them with love and respect and reap the rewards of this kind of practice. The same could be said of children, says Shane. (laughs) First of all, thank you for um, saying that because that's exactly what I'm trying to say, really. Um, And it's brilliant to hear someone actually saying that. Um, Did you know that, um, it's interesting you said about um, children, that the same psychologists that have came up with dog behaviour, this kind of dog behaviour, were actually child behaviourists, child um, psychologists in the first place? Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. (laughs) It makes sense, doesn't it, really? Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. The calls are starting to come in now. We're just getting, um, I guess people people have been celebrating last night, you know? I think so. Yeah, you know, things are going well for the country. They always are when the All Blacks win. But we had the Black Ferns as well win last night. Which was I know it was a big night. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Did you watch the game? Um, unfortunately, I was actually training. <laughs> it was a Saturday. I was actually oh, training. Well, you are night. dedicated. I know. I know. All right. <laughs> let's get go. let's get Marie into the studio. Oh. Hi, Marie. Oh, hi there. Hi, Marie. Um, hi. Um, I've got a uh, a lovely STCA special. She's uh, a mixture, probably, um, maybe a pit bull type. Uh, looking yep. um, dog, beautiful. Uh, but so um, obviously, you know, there's stigma around that. You know, she looks rather scary, very muscular type yeah. dog. But she's an abs- absolute, you know, she's she's a delight at home. We live on a hobby farm, so she's got one of those 
electric collars um, that we've got on a boundary. So she's got plenty of room to run, but we've got sheep and chickens. Um, and so she's got plenty of, of space and we walk her every day. Uh, so she gets plenty of exercise. The only thing is, is that uh, once or twice a year we would go on holiday and we take her to uh, the kennels. And so there's only a certain number of kennels that would take that type of breed. Oh, really? Um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of stigma around uh, that particular type of dog. I mean, even mm-hmm. going to doggy daycares, there's only a certain yeah. number that would yeah. allow me to take her. And oh, whether it's because she, she's like a, a spoilt only child or whatever. But um, what happens is, I think, and I'm just trying to think of how I can make the experience work for her, is when I drop her off, I get feedback that she's trying to escape. Um, like maybe after two days, like she's had enough. Um, right. And so it's really, I just wondered whether or not when I do leave her there, because she knows stay, and I'll say, you know, Zoe, stay, is whether I need to um, just reinforce that I'm coming back, just, you know, make because I usually just hand over the lead and get in the car. Um, but mm. I just wondered if it, was, if, if it was like a communication I needed to do with her um, oh. so that she kind of knew, knew that... Um, you may laugh, but I, if we leave the dogs, um, I always tell them that I'm going to be away for a couple of nights sleepies, <laughs> so they know how many sleeps they're going to have. Um, which sounds really silly, but when I'm talking to them, I'm relaxed and I'm calm and I'm, I'm secure. You know, I'm reassuring them that it's not a big problem that I'm leaving. And I think just having that conversation with your dog in a in a in a, in a empathy, having some empathy for a dog, mm. um, really really helps. It, it just calms them down a little bit, and then it's not something that's crazy. It's just a natural thing that you're leaving. Um, also, make sure that she's got maybe a an old jumper of yours that mm. smells of you, and make sure she's got that, and then she won't miss you so much. Maybe lots, lots of toys. Um, the bull breeds like to chew, so uh, definitely some chewy toys in there. Um, there's a couple of big ones you can get, like the black Kongs. They're quite good. They are. The kennels to put those in there. Um, they're good, aren't they? They're really, indestructible. Oh, they're fantastic. Mm. All right. If you haven't got one of those, you need to go and buy one now because it will save so many problems with your dog. <laughs> yeah, they're a great toy, Marie. Go and invest in yeah. one of those. Let's quickly squeeze in Kathy. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Roman. Hi, Kathy. Hi. Um. I was wondering, um, I haven't had a dog for a while. Um, in the past, I've had really, really big dogs. But I'm wanting um, a guard dog, but I don't want a vicious dog or a dog that barks. And I want a dog that um, that gets on with my two seven-month-old um, cats. All right. You so say you, you wanted a guard dog? Yeah, she wants a guard dog. Yeah, but I don't want, um, you know, I just want a mellow one. If you know what I mean. So, so the the concept of a guard dog is is a trained um, behaviour. So, if you're wanting a guard dog, I would recommend you get a dog and go to a guard dog trainer, um, as long as they're a positive reinforcement trainer, obviously, and teach them to guard because the two don't really go hand in hand, in my opinion. If you're if you're just getting a pet dog and you're expecting it to guard, then they're the ones that get into trouble because how do they know when to guard and when not to unless they're being told to? So I would I would go for a really nice pet dog and forget the guarding because I think if you build the right relationship with a dog, that dog is going to defend you if it really needs to. I agree. God defend yeah. New Zealand. Dog defend New yeah. Z- um Darren, always good to catch up with you. How, <laughs> how do people get in touch with you during the week? Yep, so you can uh, you can give me a ring on O two seven four five eight five eight seven two if you want to uh, book a consult or you can find me on my website, it's mindfulness for dogs. 
uh, com, or if you can't remember that, then it's m4dogs.com. And obviously, I'm all over Facebook and uh, Instagram. Lovely. Good to catch up with you. Darren Road from Mindfulness for Dogs.